Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, January the 30th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over the entire NBA eight-game slate for today's action. We are covering here at Coach Talk the uh, all three slates we're going to be providing for. Uh, we've got a three-game three early slate uh, on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Then we have a five-game main slate on this, those same two, and a four-game main slate on Yahoo uh, that starts an hour later. So if you're looking for any of those, if you play DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, we are the place to go. We'd love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Just jump on there. We have several different memberships, uh, all the way from a, a, a three-day $10 uh, to several other options for you uh, that are available. So great to have you. Good morning. It's NFL Championship Sunday. That's going to get everybody buzzing today. Uh, so wanted to get this podcast out there for the NBA so everybody has a chance to look at it here this morning and uh, get those lineups uh, scheduled so you can play some good contests. I love these uh, huge NFL uh, important days because we get a lot of NFL uh, players leaking over playing some NBA. So uh, we welcome uh, some of those new folks to the table for sure. So uh, it's going to be a fun day. Uh, great slate. Lots of news. Lots of questions. Uh First and second nights of back-to-backs, uh, some injury, big, big questionable names. But we're going to go over all of it, and uh, we're going to adjust and go forward. We did last night. We had to make those moves on the run. When Harden got uh, knocked out of there, we made sure and adjust different lineups, and we had a really solid basketball night. Uh, it was fun, though, for once of being on the correct end of a stats correction. Uh, I thought I had lost by uh, less than a point and finished second and uh, stat correction hit, boom, popped back up over top at uh, just by like 0.2 and uh, had a takedown. So that was always fun. Uh, it's It hurts when you're on the other side of those, but man, it's uh, uh, found money when you're on the good side of them. So uh, good stuff. Let's keep this good positive mojo going today and let's dive right into this slate. All right. Here we go. We've got this three-game early slate. There's two 1 o'clock games and a 3.30 game. We're going to be, as I said, providing for that early only slate for DraftKings and FanDuel. First game, uh, second game, and third game are all big numbers. So it's weird. We got the early slate with some really big numbers, a couple decent ones in the evening as well, but uh, just odd to get three high totals here. First game, Charlotte Hornets hosting the L.A. Clippers. Charlotte's favored by six. It is a 224.5 total, 109.25 implied for the Clippers, 115.25 uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, coming into this game, uh, this, this these are two teams that can score the ball. We know that much for sure, and we're going to get that right off the bat. Um, the Clippers are 25-26. and 26. The Hornets are 28 and 22. Uh, we have a questionable designation on uh, Nicholas Batum. We already know that George Leonard and Preston are out. For Charlotte, one question mark there. The uh, Mr. Ubre is questionable. 
And we know Gordon Hayward and uh, Jalen McDaniels are both out for the Hornets. Uh, if we look at some of the numbers here, it is the uh, first night of a back-to-back -back for the Clippers. So that's a bit of a concern there. And uh, Charlotte, it is an island game. Pace, Clippers 14th. Hornets are second. So you've got nice pace up for the Clippers and still a decent pace overall for the game. Defensively, Clippers are seventh. They've really hung in there defensively. Charlotte, 25th. So they are a bit of a struggle. A lot of good options. Again, you know, when you're looking at it as a three-game early slate, you approach it a little bit differently, obviously, than a, a large slate. Um, so you got to start uh, taking a look at a couple of these options here. As far as on the, the Clippers side, you know, Batum at 4-7, Coffee at 5-2, Reggie Jackson 5-3, Zubats even at 4-5, and Marcus Morris at 6-1. Everybody's cheap. Or, you know, I mean, nobody's even in that mid-level pricing. The, the problem is you just don't know who what you're going to get. They're all chopping it up. Even Luke Kennard at 5-1, Terrence Mann 3-9, Eric Bledsoe 4-4. Four, four. Those guys have all had a big impact. And Serge Ibaka off the bench as well at 3-3. So what I have to say here is, you know, it's one of those deals where you're, you're scratching the scratch off here to figure out which one is a good play. And you look at the matchups with the Hornets. Yeah, it's a it's a good matchup for the Clippers because you know the Hornets play fast and they don't play defense. But it is risky, uh, you know, because you can also take any of those guys that I mentioned and they can have you know a fifteen or something. So that is my biggest concern. I would say uh, I wouldn't mind having one uh, one player uh, one off from the Clippers. And for me right now, it's between <clears throat> Reggie Jackson, uh, Amir Coffey, and uh, probably Nicholas Batum. Not thrilled with any of them, but that's that's who it would be at this point. All right, the Charlotte Hornets side, you've got 8-8 eight, eight LaMelo Ball, sort of expensive there. Uh, but, you know, on a three-game slate, he could be the, the high score on the slate. It's possible. Uh, Terry Rozier, you know, $1,100 cheaper at 7-7. Cody Martin's been playing good ball in Gordon Hayward's uh, absence. He's only 4-5. Definitely, uh, you know, can pay that off. Uh, ceiling is a question. How how well can he do on that side of it is, is a good, uh, you know, is a little bit of a concern. Miles Bridges at, at 8K is a fair price for the way he's been playing. Certainly can take over a game. Uh, gets interior defense from Morris, Batum, and Zubat. So not the biggest smash spot for Bridges, but uh, certainly somebody I'm going to consider uh, if I can fit in that salary. Off the bench, uh, P.J. Washington has been up and down like he usually is. Good GPP play because he does have a decent ceiling for a 4-8 guy off the bench. All right, sip of coffee, and we're going to get on to game two. All right, game two. <clears throat> it's the other L.A. team, the L.A. Lakers at the Atlanta Hawks, also a 1 o'clock game. So we have dueling early games here. Atlanta's favored by 7.5. It's a 226 total, so another solid total. 109.25 for the Lakers, 
116.75 for the Atlanta Hawks. Lakers come in two games below 500, 24 and 26. Atlanta, uh, same thing, 23 and 25, two games below 500. So these two teams are both scrapping. Probable tags on Westbrook and Monk. So that is really a good thing to know. Questionable tag on Anthony Davis, which is the most important news of these two one o'clock early games. And we will have that before lock. So that'll be good to know because it does change everything with this squad. Um, we do know that uh, LeBron is out and none is out. So uh, getting that AD news will be able to pretty much uh, help the build on that side of the ball. But we have the same unknowingness here on the Atlanta side of the ball with Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter questionable. So uh, definitely need that news as well. Uh, you know, very hard to uh, say, you know, where you, where do you go in this game um, without that news? But I'll just say real quickly that if Davis is out, you know, I think Westbrook is a, is a real pretty much automatic play for me in the early three-game slate here, uh, just from usage and, and the whole nine yards. On the other side, you know, if Trey and Hunter are out, let's just say it brings a lot of other opportunities into play here. You know, Kevin Hurd or John Collins, uh, you know, even a Clint Capella, uh, those guys uh, all in play, and, and we can look towards that bench as well. But, you know, that's those are the interesting parts of, of those builds there are who's in and who's out, because there's a couple other guys, too, from Atlanta that, that would have to be uh, into consideration, including Bogdanovich, maybe even Gallinari, um, you know, because those guys would have to step up. So we'll find out what that news is and go from there. It is the first night of a back-to-back -back for Atlanta, so that's probably what they're trying to decide with Young and Hunter. Do they want to sit them today or do they want to sit them tomorrow? Uh, there is no game for the Lakers tomorrow. So if AD can play, I think he's going to go. And if he goes, I think he's a great play. I mean, he showed the other day, unbelievably, he came in and just smashed the slate basically after a pretty long layoff. So uh, definitely have to consider him if he's in. Uh, the Lakers are third uh, in pace and Atlanta is 19th. Defensively, the Lakers are 15th and Atlanta 27th. So good pace game, good 226 total, and uh, certainly not tearing it up defensively on either side. All right, the third game of that early slate, it is the Portland Trailblazers and the Chicago Bulls. Chicago's favored by six and a half. Another, like I say, all three of them are good, 229 totals, 111.25 uh, for Portland, 117.25 for the Chicago Bulls. Portland comes in 21 and 28, Chicago 30 and 18. We have probable tags on Powell and Covington. Uh, they're on the first night of a back-to-back -back tonight. But, uh, you know, you would think Powell and Covington, if they are going to sit one, would probably sit the game tomorrow uh, and want to uh, take on Chicago here. So we will follow that news. Chicago's on an island game, by the way. The guys that are, the other guy that's questionable, or I'm sorry, probable for Portland is Dennis Smith. So he may be back in that guard rotation. The guys that are out, uh, C.J. Ellaby, Lillard, Little, Nance, Zeller. 
for Chicago, uh, we've got four guys out. We already know their scenario. It's Ball, Caruso, Jones, and Williams. So an interesting set of circumstances here in this game. There's definitely some good things to like and some things you want to question. We've got uh, 18th and 15th in pace are these two teams. So that at a 229 total is a little surprising that you've got just average to below average pace. But defensively is where the issue is. Portland's third worst in the league at 28th, and Chicago has gone way down. They're 18th now. Uh, they were in the top 10 before. So I guess Vegas is going with the trend here. More points these teams are letting up uh, You know, in recent games really affect this total line. But where do you go here? Of course, you've got the backcourt of Simons at 7, McCollum at 7.5, both in play, a good price. Powell's priced well at 6.1. Covington back in, if he's a go completely and ready to roll, 5.5 five is a very fair price. Vuk is 8-2, so not sure, or Nurk, I should say. He goes against Vuk. Uh, Nurk's 8-2, Vuk's 9-3. So there you go. Those two guys, uh, definitely possibilities, not the first two spots I'm going here, though. I like some of the value on the other four players uh, from Portland. On the Chicago side, we have Desunmu, who at 5-7, who has shown some real promise in Minutes played and results. He sort of broke the slate a couple days ago. Uh, he's definitely somebody that you have to start considering here. Zach Levine at 8-5 and DeMar DeRozan at 8-9. Both pretty big commitments. Uh, having one of the two, I think, is a very uh, smart move. And I don't think you can go wrong in either direction. Um, I usually lean DeRozan. Today, I, I lean a little bit Levine. I just like the defensive matchup better. Um, Javante Green's back, but he's splitting time. We're getting Kobe White and Brown and Cook and those guys in there. So uh, really, Desunmu, Levine, DeRozan are my main targets there. And then Simons, uh, McCullum, and Powell on the, on the other side. So definitely uh, three-gamer, want to have a nice chunk of exposure to this one. All right. We go to game four, and it this happens to be uh, the five-game main slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. So you're going to have this five-gamer, uh, and uh, the, those should be the best contests, the best options uh, for what you want to go after here. And it starts at 6 p.m. Eastern, as most of the slates do just on Sundays. Uh, all right, so we've got the first one, the only game at six, actually, this week. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Detroit Pistons. Pistons. Cleveland's favored by seven and a half. It's a 210 and a half total, 109 implied for Cleveland, 101 and a half uh, for the Detroit Pistons. Cleveland comes in at a really impressive 30 and 19, coming off a real big win. Detroit, 11 and 37. Now, this game really screams of, you know, Cleveland let up looking past it. I know a lot of people will probably want to uh, check this game out and look at it as a possible blowout. And I get that. Cleveland's way better than Detroit right now. But, you know, whenever you've got a team, Cleveland's on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. They just came off a big win. They are going to have to travel to Detroit 
And I've seen this as a coach too many times. As many times as you tell your players, hey, you got to play this game. They lace them up just like you do. They're, I think they're going to come out a little flat. So I think this game stays close. And I'm going to be utilizing this game more so than I think most people in this uh, late build. Let's look at the designations first. Cleveland's pretty simple. Uh, Lori Markinen is out. And then for Detroit, you have a questionable tag on Josh Jackson. The guys that are uh, remain out, Grant, Livers, and Olenek. So, as I said, you know, there's a lot of things to like in this game. Um, 24th in pace for Cleveland is not one of them, but 11th in pace for Detroit, definitely strong. Cleveland, we know, terrific defensively. They're third in the league. Detroit is down at 23. So let's let's look at some options here. I think you have a very fair price, Darius Garland, at 8-6. I think he should be over 9. So that's one spot I'd like to look at. Evan Mobley at 7-4 and Jared Allen at 7-5. I like both of them at those mid-range prices. Uh, you know, they... They both can make their number. I'm not going to play both, but I think uh, going with Garland and one of the bigs here, Mobley or Allen, seems like a nice play because, again, I said I think Cleveland's going to take this game for granted a little bit, and why that's a good thing for us if we're going to roster guys in this game is it would keep it very close because Cleveland's seven-and-a-half-point favorite, which is a decent number, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that think this game could blow out. And I think it stays uh, close enough that we're going to get full run from our main guys. Um, off the bench, you know, uh, Love at 6-2 is another uh, perfectly fine option. He's been awesome lately. And then on the Detroit side, I have some similar interest here. Not quite as much because of the Cleveland defense, but certainly enough to get my attention Kate Cunningham, 7-2, is fair the way he's been playing. A little inconsistent because he's a rookie, but his ceiling is, is just out of sight all of a sudden, and he's really getting it done. Uh, Diallo's all the way down under 5K. He's only 4-9. I know his minutes and production have plummeted in the last two, two and a half weeks, but he's still worth a last guy in type situation because you never know when Diallo's going to throw 35 D, you know, DFS point game on the board. Sadiq Bay also possible at 6-1. Uh, he is probably going to get a, a tough defensive matchup against Mobley, but his price is fair. Uh, Isaiah Stewart at, at a really cheap 4-5. Uh, you know, can he battle against those bigs? That would be the question. Uh, but at that price, you know, if you're really trying to build somewhere else, uh, you've got some options. So uh, I will have exposure to this game. I think it's better than a lot of people are giving it credit for. All right, there's four games left, two at seven, and then one and two at eight. So we've got an early finish to the night again tonight. <clears throat> I know when these games are on, a lot of people are going to be watching NFL, but there will be some you know, free money in some of these contests in the NBA for, for people looking for action there that are playing the NFL. So uh, you know, I'm going after these games. I'll be watching basketball and have the football game on uh, as well. So it's it's a fun night uh, that way. And I'm glad I don't have to sweat golf tonight. We we kicked butt in golf, man. The weekend only was fantastic. Uh, really good top three percent finishes, a takedown. It was a great PGA week. But I'm 
hats off to them for finishing on Saturday so they could avoid this crazy day with football. But uh, yeah, it's it's really crazy. But I'll, I'll tell you, it, it threw me off, though. Watching the final round of a golf tournament, it, it just it's so ingrained in your brain that it's a Sunday that I just could not keep it straight that it was Saturday. I took my garbage out. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's not till tomorrow. But, you know, that's what it'll do to you when you're used to watching something uh, on a specific day all the time. All right. This four-game slate is the main slate on Yahoo because they're starting at 7, and we will be providing, uh, you know, both a, a cash and hybrid – I'm sorry, cash hybrids and – GPP liner for Yahoo as well. All right. We've got the first seven o'clock game. Milwaukee Bucks hosting the Denver Nuggets. Milwaukee's favored by seven. It's a 227 and a half total. 110.25 for Denver. 117.25 uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Denver comes in 27 and 21. Milwaukee 31 and 30. Probable tag on Will Barton. And that's an important piece for them. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, also probable uh, to back up the Joker. Guys that are out, Kanchar, Murray, and Porter. For Milwaukee, it's a little simpler here. You've got probable tag on Rodney Hood. Uh, looks like they're going to be without George Hill. He's doubtful. I'm counting him out. And we know Brooke Lopez has been out uh, for quite some time. So statistically, both teams on a uh, island game here, important game against each other. Denver's 23rd in pace, Milwaukee's ninth. So not getting a whole lot out of that. It is a pace up game, uh, certainly for Denver. Uh, defensively, Denver's 18th and uh, Milwaukee's ninth. So, you know, again, similar situation, a little bit better D on the Buck side. Uh, but there are some good uh, plays here up and down. There's some good value. We've got, uh, if you really want to go on the cheap, Monty Morris, but he is splitting time. You're getting uh, Bones Highland in there. Austin Rivers has been on fire for them. Um, and then, of course, Bryn Forbes is scooping some minutes at guard now that he's there. So the whole you know mix with Morris and Barton, really not interested in the guards uh, from Denver, especially when you have, Pretty stout defense in uh, Drew Holiday on the other side of the ball. Jeff Green is, you, you know, sometimes at 3-9. You know, you can make a play there if you pick him on the right day. This is against Middleton and Giannis, though, so a little bit tougher. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I do respect his defense at 6K, and that's why I'm probably not going to go with Giannis today. I know that sounds nuts, but I just think, you know, uh, with the way Middleton and Portis and Holiday are playing, they have Grayson Allen back, and then that deep bench with Connaughton, DiVincenzo. Uh, you know, I just think that uh, at, I, there are a few other spots I'd prefer to pay up for, uh, but I, I am very impressed with uh, uh, the way Giannis has played, as always. But there's, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to go elsewhere. Uh, on my payup. Portis at 6'5", still in play, though. Question is, on the other side of the ball, the Joker at 12'4". Uh, do you go there? Uh, it's the same scenario. For me, um, I'm probably not going to do that either. And I think this game is going to be massively owned. I mean, you've got Spider-Man versus Spider-Man here, Joker and Giannis, the top two scorers uh, in DFS, 
uh, this season, and they're going against each other. So I'm looking at, uh, you know, canceling each other out, as crazy as that sounds. I think you're going to see most rosters uh, that are built, teams built here, are going to have one of those two guys in there. I do think it's going to be a good game. I think Milwaukee's the better team right now, uh, and they're healthier. But uh, let's see how this plays out. I'm going to look more at the secondary guys. You know, I think Gordon, Middleton, um, Portis. I think those are key guys that that really could uh, squeeze in the lineup. I do want some exposure. It is a 227 and a half total, uh, but I'm not going to uh, go to the two big guys here. So that's going to be uh, my contrarian stand as far as this game. Now, if they both, you know, have 80 each fantasy points, hey, you know, uh, it was fun. But uh, I'm hoping even if they both throw a 50 on the board, um, that's not really going to get it done because the salary that you're spending in this game is going to leave you pretty poor the rest of the game. So we'll see how that strategy goes for now. Um, but I think it's pivotal in, in how this uh, entire slate goes. All right. The other seven o'clock game is the Dallas Mavericks at the Orlando Magic. It's the second night of a back-to-back for Dallas. Island game for Orlando. Dallas is favored by five and a half. It's only a 211 and a half total. 108.5 Dallas, 103 uh, for Orlando. Dallas is up to eight games over 500 at 29 and 21. And Orlando's a cool 30 games below 500 at 10 and 40. Porzingis, it says questionable, but I'm going to tell you he is out. He did not travel with the team to Orlando and will not play today. Uh, as far as the other guys that are out for Dallas, Sterling Brown and Tim Hardaway Jr. For Orlando, uh, the only guys mentioned here that are, that are out, uh, MCW, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, and more, that same group. So a couple of things here. We know Dallas plays super slow. Their second slowest team in the league at 29th. Orlando's 12th. So as always, it's a bit of a pace-up game for Dallas. Uh, nothing phenomenally drastic. Dallas is fifth in defense. Orlando 22nd. So it does open up some possibilities here. <clears throat> You've got some uh, interesting situations. How much is Luka going to dominate this game? without Porzingis in there and he's playing well and Orlando doesn't really have the defender to match him. You know, I know it's a back-to-back and I know there's a potential for blowout here, but it's only a five and a half point spread. And I think Luca is a great play. And again, I'm not, not because Dirk's whispering in my ear over here about Luca. I just think it's a good spot. I mean, when Porzingis is out, you've got a, a lousy defensive team in Orlando uh, and the spread is supposed to stay, you know, in that five and a half number, even if it's just if it's nine or something. I think that uh, I think it's a great play. I haven't read anything that Luke is going to play limited minutes. Um, he looked fine yesterday. So let's see what happens. But as of right now, Luke is one of my key buy ups at 11 2. A couple other guys I think are very playable Brunson at 6 2. Uh, Kleba at 3-7 is, is, you know, a possibility. He's going to get uh, a nice extra bump with, with Porzingis being out. 
Uh, I would say don't chase the Reggie Bullock game. He went ballistic yesterday. Uh, he's 3-6, and it's going to be tempting, but I would not chase that. I think it was just a red-hot shooting game. I like Bullock, but not uh, you know, not somebody I'm going to jam right into my lineups. Um, you know, for me, it's it's Doncic, Brun, uh, Brunson, and then a, a cheaper option of Kleba. On the Orlando side, I think you have great prices. I, you know, all five guys that start for Orlando make my uh, potential player pool. Cole Anthony, 6'6", Jalen Suggs, 5'9", Franz Wagner, 5'7", Wendell Carter Jr., 6'3", and Mo Bamba, 5'6". All outstanding priced, and I'm definitely going to have some uh, coverage here. I'm, I This could be end up being a key game for me, and I know, again, everybody's probably yelling at their computer or phone or whatever they're listening to me on and saying, Coach, this is the second lowest game on the board. It's 211 and a half. I get that, and I see the implied totals and everything. It just feels like a game that can be a higher-scoring game. With Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back, Porzingis, who really has been, as much as I dog the guy, and he does miss a million games, he has been the reason, a big part of the reason, the Dallas defense has climbed to where it is. He has been protecting the rim and doing some things in the paint that he hadn't done in Dallas since he had come here. So, uh, you know, losing that interior and then having to go against two centers, basically, and Carter and Bamba, Man, I just I'm interested to see how that's going to work out, and I do think Dallas is by far the better team. So you know, bumpering Luca with one of the Mavericks' uh, value, and then grabbing two of those guys from Orlando of those starting five, um, and I don't think I think you could get Carter Jr. and Bomba there uh, if you put them together, but it seems like Suggs has been the guy lately that's stepping it up. Uh, and then we know, obviously, I've played Cole Anthony so much this year. He has the potential of always uh, having a, a real ceiling game. So I like this game. Uh, call me crazy, but I think this game uh, has some nice potential. And I will have exposure. All right, there's two 8 o'clock games. San Antonio Spurs, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix by 12 and a half. So blowout alert here, 228 and a half total. Uh, that is pretty darn nice. Second highest total on the board. Uh, we know these San Antonio games have been high scoring lately. Uh, we've got, again, 12 and a half point favoritism. Little concern there. We've got 108 uh, for San Antonio. And how about the fact we never see this very often lately? 120 and a half for Phoenix. That is a big total right there for one squad. San Antonio comes in 19 and 31, Phoenix 39 and 9, 30 games over 500. Amazing. As far as guys that are out for the Spurs, Bates, Jop, Murray, Pirtle, and White. So, pow, you've got four guys there. Murray, their best player by a mile. They're starting center in Pirtle, and then their best shooting guard in White. So, you're going to have value galore in San Antonio uh, with those guys out. For Phoenix, questionable tags on Crowder and Ayton, so it's going to be important news. McGee is also questionable, so we've got to figure that one out. We know Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, and Sarich are out. Statistically speaking here, we've got uh, San Antonio 5th in pace and Phoenix 10th, 
So that's why you have almost the highest total on the board. San Antonio's 20 defensively and Phoenix second in the league on defense. This is the game that I feel is going to blow out. And I think we're going to lose key minutes for Paul and Booker. Uh, therefore, I'm not going to go there. I, I don't know what the center situation is going to be. If Aiton uh, is out and if McGee is out, then Biombo is going to get the majority of the minutes there at 5'8". You can also you know, consider uh, Jalen Smith at 3'5". Uh, if you feel he's going to get decent enough minutes in the blowout, I think he would get all those blowout minutes. So Jalen Smith's on my, my board at a sneaky 3'5 for a guy that has shown when he's gotten the minutes, he can perform. So I know a lot of people argue this point, you know, don't predict blowouts. And I've seen it go different ways, absolutely. But I game script everything, as, as our members know. And, you know, I'm going to play guys that I think are going to get those minutes, get that usage and be in there. And it just does not look like uh, a game that I don't think San Antonio can stay in. <clears throat> Their projected starters right now are Jones, Vassell, McDermott, Johnson, and Eubanks. No, that isn't going to work in Phoenix against that team. You know, will Phoenix have a let up? Maybe, but Monty's pretty good about getting them ready and up for every game. So in a blowout, Spurs, if it happens, you know, they'll use Lonnie Walker and Primo and Lindell, the young uh, Hernan Gomez, who knows? So not crazy about that side of the ball. Somebody has to score for them, and somebody's going to have to take a lot of shots. Devin Vassell at 4-1 is one of the guys that I think is, is worth really talking about because, uh, you know, he's he's shown that he can have some ceiling games along the way. Same thing with Trey Jones at the Dead Men 3K. You know, just having one of these super uh, value plays from the Spurs really helps, I think, your build. And then for me, again, on the other side, it's pretty much just uh, Biombo if he's the only center left standing. Uh, maybe Cam Johnson gets a little extra run at 5'9", Landry Shamit at 3'6", and then, of course, uh, Elford Payton at 3K uh, would be another guy that you could think uh, would get some extra run in a blowout. But I'm not going to put many of my chips into this bucket. I think it's going to be pretty highly owned, and uh, I just think this game blows out and sets up for uh, some really disappointing totals. So it is what it is. You got to have some courage, some guts, and stick to your guns. You know, you can't just lollygag around and say, well, this game, that game. I mean, there's not a lot of touts out there that would say, hey, the Mavericks Orlando, Orlando game at 211.5 is a better game to play than the Spurs Suns at 228.5. But that's what I'm going to say. So I could be wrong. Absolutely could be wrong. But that's the trends that I see. That's, you know, putting the coaching and eye test and all those pieces into it of, you know, coaching tendencies, team tendencies on back-to-backs and island games against double-digit spreads. I've looked into all this, the analytics and statistics to this, uh, as I always do, and that's just what I see. I see a little bit of a different trend, and I think it could give us a major edge tonight, so I'm excited about it. All right, last game, Utah Jazz, Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, it's also at 8 o'clock. Uh, this one is definitely interesting. Utah by one, 226.5 total, 113.75 for Utah, 
12.75 uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Utah comes in at 30 and 20. Uh, Timberwolves below 500 again somehow with that sharp lineup. They're 24 and 25. Big question here, is Donovan Mitchell going to play? He's questionable. We have to have that news or we're going to have to set up some late swap pivot if we're going to use him. Forrest, uh, the guard, uh, backup guard Trent Forrest is also questionable, but we do know Rudy Gobert is out once again. For the Minnesota side, same two guys and big question here, Patrick Beverly and D'Angelo Russell, both questionable. And also Josh Akogi, who sort of slipped out of the rotation. So it's an you know, important news game. You can't build or really give great advice here unless you know if Mitchell, Beverly, and Russell are in. Uh, I will say Utah's 17th in pace, Minnesota fourth. Uh, you know, so they're gonna get up and down in this game. And neither team tearing it up as much defensively uh, as you would have expected in, in some of their results. Utah is only 12th in Minnesota's 16th. So somewhat average defensive prowess here for these two teams. I do think there's a lot of potential, though. If uh, if Mitchell's in, I think he's a good play if he's playing with no restrictions. If Mitchell's out, then, you know, Conley, Bogdanovich, and O'Neal come into play. Hassan Whiteside, still a center option with Gobert out. He's at 6'4". Um, also, if Mitchell's out, it really brings Clarkson and Ingles into the mix. Clarkson's a little pricey at 6'7", Ingles at 4'5", uh, but that's really the rotation of guys that I would look at there, and I would like to have some exposure depending on the Mitchell news. On the Minnesota side, it's pretty easy. If Beverly and Russell are in, let's say they're both in, um, you know, I look more as, as D'Angelo Russell if he's playing with no minutes restriction is an option. If they're both out, Anthony Edwards becomes your top play, along with Cat at 9-3. Um, I looked over DRPM uh, for Hassan Whiteside. Everybody thinks he's a great defender. He's not. He's ranked very low in guarding centers. So my other payup uh, in this uh, slate tonight in the main slate is Carl Anthony Towns. He's only 9-3, which is a lower price for him. I think this is a perfect matchup against Whiteside. I think people really believe Whiteside's a great defender and may not play Cat, uh, but Cat's my go-to. Probably leaning right now if the slate locked in five minutes to Luka and Cat as my two payups. Uh, and again, 9-3 I think is a discount. Jared Vanderbilt has been solid at 5-2. Uh, he can also be considered if, if either or of the Beverly Russell uh, happen to be out. You'll get Jaden McDaniels at a real cheap 3-4, probably slide into that starting lineup. And then also, if they're both out, definitely Jalen McDaniel uh, becomes a strong play for me at a cheap 4-1. So it does look sort of stars and scrubbish for me on the main slate. It's just playing out that way like a lot of slates happen to do lately uh, with all the value news. So We've already got a bunch of, of solid plays and value, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot more news as the day goes on. So that is it, my friends. I hope this really helped you on your Sunday build for the NBA. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a really fun day. We're doing the podcast with uh, my good buddy Gundacker is going to come over and join me. So we'll have uh, that 
podcast up tomorrow morning. It's a really good eight-game evening slate where all three uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo all have their eight-game main slate in the evening. So look forward to doing that uh, podcast with Gundacker. He always has some great information to mix, throw into the mix. So uh, definitely catch us for that one. It should post by around 10, 30, 11 a.m., right in that neighborhood uh, on Monday. But today's a great day. Enjoy these football games, the multiple, uh, you know, fantastic championship games. Uh, they should be so exciting. And then, of course, the multiple slates here in the NBA. Uh, you can get some good early action in and some good uh, evening main slate. So thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate Everybody, if you have a chance, hit the thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, click the little alert in the upper corner so you know when our podcast posts. If you can drop a couple of words, that really helps us on the algorithm uh, as well. So I'd uh, like to get a couple more Hollises out there so we get uh, gets pumped up here on YouTube and, and work up that algorithm. So uh, we really do appreciate that. If you want to join us, Cannot beat the great deals we have right now. We'd love to have you in the family. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. All of your member op membership options are right there. All right. Thank you again. Have a fantastic Sunday. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy your family. So uh, have a great one, and we'll be back tomorrow again when we look to crush it in DFS.